The views and opinions expressed in this recording do not necessarily reflect those of the St George Illawarra Dragons Rugby League Football Club. Um, to retire at 28, it's certainly not what you want to do, but mm. I probably had more of a dream of wanting to coach than I probably did as a player. I, I, I really like was grateful for everything I got to do as a player and that, but I really had a desire that I really wanted to coach and, and got a kick out of you know that year with Brownie sitting alongside him and trying to learn a lot of things and then you get coached by Tim Sheens and Wayne Bennett and Peter Sharp in England so as hard as it is to get over the knee and to retire that early I always had the dream to then get into coaching so it's it's probably been a blessing so yeah I, I could never you know be too disappointed in what's happened. Coming to you from St George Illawarra HQ this is the Dragons Podcast, Off the Record. The equation is simple for the Dragons, win and you're in the finals. Hello and welcome to the Dragons Podcast, Off the Record. I am your host, Jack Brady, and joining me each and every week, as per, is Sean Timmons. How are you, mate? Good, Jack. Good to be back. As you said, huge week. Got that uh, good, tough win last week, but now it's... Uh come down it's very interesting actually I think I've never seen anything like this in the season where it's so tight for that last sort of final eight spot so huge game against the dogs on um, Sunday and can't wait and hopefully we can get the uh, get the win up you were away last week mate on assignment in Glen Innes how was that yeah it was good we went out there we got some kids we look at um, out there hopefully um, we might find a, a a young Greg Inglis or someone like that out there. But, yeah, we went out and done a little bit of a coaching clinic and had a look at a few guys and tested them. So we've done that a little bit over the years and we've picked up some good young players on the way. So I had to go out and do that again. But pretty happy to be back. It's an eight-hour drive out there and an eight-hour back. So I didn't really enjoy that too much. And you were crook again as well, weren't you? Yeah, mate. I've been, I've been struggling with, the, <laughs> with this sickness. I'm hopefully kicking it into touch right now, but feeling all right now. <laughs> feeling all right. We'll be joined by our special guest, Matt Head, a little later on. But as of now, we'll talk about this weekend's game and his member appreciation round at ANZ Stadium against the Bulldogs. Kick-off at 4 o'clock on Sunday afternoon. Mate, Bulldogs, as I said, you need a win. And they're in the finals. It's going to be a tough game. Bulldogs have not much to play for, but it's their last game of the season. So they're going to come out firing, aren't they? It'll be a huge game. The Dogs, as you said, they don't have much to play for in the fact finals but they've got a lot to play for they've got some of their favorite sort of sons i suppose leaving guys like josh reynolds and um a couple of other guys that are moving on so they're going to be right up for this game it'll be pretty emotional i suppose for them farewell and some of their stars um uh, but we've got more to play for we've got a, fi- a semi-final spot up for grabs so uh i think if our players go out like we did on the weekend played that desperate type of footy i think early on it'll be a bit of a onslaught from the dogs but if we just hang in there and uh, play the style of footy we've been playing I think we can win but it's going to be a huge game should be a good crowd as you said it's appreciation day for members uh, we all appreciate and love all our all the loyal members we've got uh, hopefully they can all turn up and, and cheer the boys home we have a bite with Matt Dafty from earlier today uh, on media it's a do or die game and I think all the boys and coaching staff know that and uh I think um, we all got our mind on the job and we know what we have to do. Well, it's our season on the line, so it's pretty much a semi before a semi in, in a way. Um, but hopefully, doggies are looking forward to Mad Monday. <laughs> it's a semi before a semi. Is that a good way to look at it, Timo? Well, it is. It's a, uh, it's a knockout, pretty much. So it's got to win. Uh, our semis pretty much started last weekend. So it is, he's right. Uh, if we lose, we're gone. So it's a, uh, yeah, it's pretty much semi final type footy we've got to play now. And the dogs, as I said, it's going to be a challenge. They're not going to be easy. They're going to be playing for 
I suppose their fans, Desi Hazler's copped a fair bit this year. Josh Reynolds is leaving, who the Bulldogs fans love. So I'm sure they're going to be out and about and trying to send him out a winner. But hopefully we can go and spoil that party. Obviously the boys are going to be pretty happy after the win they had on the weekend against Penrith. It was a tight win, but yeah, I'm sure they're really looking forward to it. And as you said, this is a final type um, football. We've got to go out and play it like it's our grand final, really, and hopefully move on into the first week of the finals, but just got to get the job done first on uh, on Sunday. I'll run you through the Dragons team quickly right now. At fullback, Matt Dufty. On the wings, Nene McDonald and Jason Nightingale. In the centres, Josh Dugan and Tim Laffey. At 5'8", Gareth Widdop and halfback, Kurt Mann. In the front row, Lisa Armel, Cameron McInnes and Paul Vaughan. In the back row, Tyson Frizzell, Joel Thompson and Jack DeBellin. And on the bench, Tarek Sims, Jaime Sello, Blake Laurie, Josh McCrone, and in the reserves, Will Matthews, Khalifa Fifi Lower, Tane Milne, and Luciano Leilua. Now, obviously, big inclusion there with Josh Dugan. He obviously missed last week due to disciplinary issues. Considering what's at stake this weekend, a, a pretty big in, all things considered. Oh, massive. Obviously, last week he, he's missed the team bus, and the uh, Mary and the coaching staff and the senior player group have made a statement, which. Um, yeah, it's all about commitment to the team. So obviously Josh has made a mistake. He's paid the price. He sat out last week and I'm sure he's hurt. Um, he would have been hurting watching that game and um, he's moving on at the end of the year. So uh, yeah, I think he served his time last week by missing a massive game. Name back this week. If uh, Hopefully he's hurting a lot and we see him have a massive game this weekend because it'd be nice for him to... Uh, we're bringing in a quality player, state of origin, test player who's playing in the centres. So looking for him to probably hit back and, and really put in a huge performance for his uh, for the last game at the club and then hopefully the finals. But I'm sure, as I said, I'm sure he would have been hurting and probably quite embarrassed and thought he's let his teammates down. But hoping for him to have a, uh, a huge impact on the game on Sunday. We've got a soundbite from uh, Coach Paul McGregor about the discipline. Uh, but the Dragons are trying to build at the club. Discipline's important to our footy team and on game day especially and didn't arrive on time after we spoke about what's needed only recently so um, yeah. it doesn't matter if it's around 25 I know I know the conversation would be around 25 season on the line but you know, if you want to drive standards and discipline it doesn't matter what round it is and what's on the line it's what the club needs and our club needed to make a statement whether it be Josh or any other player in your side. Just bare bones, mate. Did you agree with the decision that Mary made, all things considered, with the season on the line and stuff, that he had to make that stamp of uh, make that take that stand? Sorry. Yeah, well, I think it was the right call. Obviously, Dugan's one of the big name players in our club and one of the best players we got in this team. But if you're trying to drive standards and set a precedent, um, I suppose Dugan was the one who had to. Uh, cop it I suppose if it was a young player coming through I'm sure he probably would have got dropped so I think name wise it doesn't matter and yeah as they uh, I think the leadership group had a bit to do with it so they made a statement and as I said if it was Dugan if it was someone like a Blake Laurie so you got to, it's got to be the same across the park for the whole team so I think it was the right right move and obviously the boys come out and, and played well and done it without him but now I'm just looking for a hit back from Dugan on uh, on Sunday. Just on that Penrith game, mate, massive win. Obviously kept the season alive, but I think the most, Im- the part that I was most impressed with was the way they controlled it in that last 10 minutes, just forcing the dropouts, forcing the dropouts. What impressed you the most? Yeah, just their defence and that playing patient, I think, trying to build build pressure. I think if... Uh 
We can build pressure in the finish to our sets. We got. I've been really impressed with the way our forwards have been playing. Vaughny, uh, Frizzell, Jack DeBell, and they've been outstanding. Tomo, oh, I thought our forwards have been massive this year. So, And then on the back of that, Gaz Widdop's been controlling the game good, and Kurt Mann and Josh McCrane have been doing a good job. So defensively outstanding, and um, yeah, looking forward to continue just that one more week. Mate, obviously there's four teams vying for three spots in the top eight. Cowboys have got Broncos. Penrith and Seagulls are going to play each other. The uh, equation is simple for the Dragons. They win and they're in. The loser potentially of Seagulls and Penrith uh, miss out, considering uh, all things considered with what happens with the Cowboys. Who do you think will miss out uh, after round 26 of the NRL Tossy Premiership? Well, I'm thinking the Cowboys at the moment. I, I, I'm thinking the Broncos after last weekend's hiding that they got at para. I'm sure they're <laughs> going to bounce back after that. They're too good a side. Wayne Bennett, I've heard, has given them, been giving them a flogging this week at training. So I'm expecting them to bounce back. Cowboys have done a good job this year considering they hadn't had Matt Scott all year and Thurston. So I think we'll see them get beat and I reckon Manly will probably beat Penrith. So hopefully that means Cowboys out, Dragons in with Manly uh, in there as well. We'll take that. Uh, we'll think we'll leave it there. Timo, after the break, we'll be joined by Matthew Head. Dragons fans, Sunday afternoon footy is here, and the mighty Red V are fired up to take up the points against their traditional rivals, the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs, this Sunday, 4 p.m. at ANZ Stadium. Don't miss out. Grab your family pass for only $40 or all adult seats capped at $25. Kids under 12 get in free. Pies are only 3 bucks, and return rail travel is included in your ticket or membership. Get behind your team for the Members Appreciation Round. It's Dragons versus Bulldogs this Sunday, ANZ Stadium. Tickets at Ticketek. Big Morley because he's just not going to move it. But here's a little chip cake. Head, will he get the bounce? He does. Here's a chance. Here's a big chance. Cooper, he's got best on his outside. And he holds it. Does he get it down? Oh, great vision here by the little number seven. He moves into it. It's coming, it's coming, it's coming, it is there! The Dragons are in front with two minutes to go. It is 26-24, Matthew Head, take him out! That was commentary from the 2005 Anzac Day clash against the Roosters, where our guest for Off the Record this week is Matthew Head. He kicked the winning sideline conversion uh, in that game. Matthew, how are you, mate? Yeah, going well. Thanks, Jack. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us. Must Very be much short pressure. of numbers, are we? So <laughs> I've got to start. We haven't. Uh, we haven't. Uh, We're in the run-on side. Yeah, we haven't inched into the uh, coaching staff yet, mate. So you're the okay. run-on debut for the coaches. So Beautiful. well done, mate. Congratulations. Yep, mate. What we like to do here is go through the life and times, and today we'll do that with uh, you, Hetty, uh, mate. Congratulations, first off, with Illawarra making the finals. A bit of a thriller there on the weekend with the draw against the Bulldogs. Yeah, it was. It was uh, one of those games where we were two points ahead of uh, ninth place. And um, so if we lost, we would have had to have a ner- nervous 24 hours and see how they went. So um, when we are down 28-12 with 15 to go, I thought, well, yeah, it's going to be one of those sleepless nights and waiting for a result. But then the boys turned it on and uh, we've got a really exciting young bunch of players. I, I, I think I was speaking yesterday to... Uh, someone that is close to nine guys that have, that played in my twenties team last year. So there's a lot of um, we know each other as how they play and and how I coach and um, yeah they sort of once they can turn it on and a team lets us turn it on, um, we're a very good team to watch. Uh, we're exciting, but we're still learning a lot of things as well. So it's been a, a real learning curve for a lot of those players. We've had some experienced players. Um, that have really helped us throughout the year. Jake Marquetta and Will Matthews have been outstanding for, for myself as a coach. And 
uh, just teaching these young guys what it what it takes. Um, now that we're in the finals, it's yeah, it's really um, a free reign for us. I reckon. I, I think we'll go out and play some exciting footy and um, be one of them things. Uh, can the opposition stop us? And it's going to be exciting. I'm real pumped for it, and the boys are, are really excited. So I can't wait. Touch on Illawarra a little bit later in the piece, mate. But for now, we'll start from the beginning. Yeah. How did you first get involved in rugby league? Um, well, I've got an older brother, um, so it all started from there. I was born in uh, Wagga, so he he played down there, and then we my family moved to Dapto, and uh, my brother got involved. I was actually playing um, on the front yard with my brother, and um, a guy drove past who had a son my age, and sort of asked my mum if I could play. Um, I was only, I think, I was four. Four and a half at the time, um, and he sort of said I could go down and play on the sevens at Dapto. So um, that's where it started. And um, obviously, with an older brother, you always played at home. Um, got some cousins that I'm really close with as well. So um, it all starts there. And um, yeah, you just go go through the through the grades. Played with some really great people at Dapto. Um, you look at the the Morris twins. I played with their older brother growing up through the Dapto teams, and was successful. And that sort of builds. A little bit of a reputation there, and then you get to play in the junior reps. So, uh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Eddie, you must have some good memories growing up in Dapdale. Obviously, you played. First of all, did you? Were you always a halfback? And you must have played with some, as you said, some good players. I'm not sure whether you played with guys like Dean Young and that. There's a fair few guys from out Dapdale and now, obviously, coaching. But you must have some good memories playing back out at the old home stomping ground of Dapdale. Yeah, definitely. We had a, a really good Dapdale team when I grew up. Um, I think we lost two grand finals from under nines to under 16s um, we won every other one um, so we had a real good team there um, Dino's a year younger than me um, but we played high school football together me and uh, Dino uh, Steve Southern that uh, played at the Cowboys played yeah junior reps here at the club he was my age so he was in my Dapto team um, we had another uh, another guy called Jason Ellum who was an Australian schoolboy. Um, so w- we had really successful uh, Dapto Canaries teams, which then we um, we progressed that into the junior reps. And um, we, unfortunately, I was, I don't know if it was a bad thing or a good thing, but I won every Dapto grand final bar two. But then I went four years in a row with junior reps, losing grand finals. <laughs> I, uh, Harold, Matthews, Harold Matthews, we lost. Then we lost two SG balls. Then we lost the Jersey flag when Brownie coached us. Um, so I think I used them all up at Dapto, unfortunately. Well, at least you got there. I've only, I've, I think the last one I won was under 13, so it's not a bad effort. <laughs> I, know, I, I never won a rugby league competition, so uh, <laughs> let's end this conversation right now. Yep. Uh, mate, was rugby league always the career path that you always wanted to go down growing up? Yeah, well, it was in winter, um, and then when summer hit around, it was cricket. So um, my, my cousin coaches the New South Wales cricket team played uh, cricket for Ireland. Um, so summer was cricket, uh, but rugby league was... Uh, in the winter and then as you sort of got older you started making those junior rep teams and you started um, having some success in that um, at the time there was 20 or uh, well, ARL teams I suppose it was Timo was it, and it yeah. yeah so there was 20 Super teams yeah there was 20 teams there so you sort of thought that you had you know I always wanted to be a sports person growing up definitely um, and then as I got to mid-teens yeah rugby league was the game that I wanted to, to go my brother played um, I think he got the uh, President's Cup type football. So, yeah, it was always a dream once I, once I hit 14 or 15 that rugby league was the job I wanted to, to hopefully do. And 
um, to get to live that dream, it's yeah, it's pretty uh, pleasing. As a, as a halfback coming through, as you said, you played all the junior reps with the Illawarra side. Who, what were some of the I suppose idols you looked up to when you were a young fella? Especially probably in the I suppose halfback would have been the position you kept a keen eye on. Was there a couple of players you really looked up to and tried to sort of I suppose emulate their game a little bit? Yeah, well, I suppose being a, a Wollongong boy, you always followed the Steelers. So uh, Johnny Simon was always a, a player that um, caught your eye. Um, obviously Andrew Johns when you got a little bit older. And then as I got to sort of SG Ball, um, Trent Barrett was, you know, the superstar of the Steelers. um, And he was a guy that you certainly looked up to and you certainly wanted to play alongside because I was sort of a player. I wasn't, you know, your your running style of halfback. I liked to sort of dictate the team and and sort of be a passer and a kicker. And Trent was always that guy that I thought I could really get a good combination with. So I had some excitement um, with watching him play and... um, but as I said, you, you sort of just Andrew Johns was really a big part of um, what halfbacks you know you want to be and um, yeah and obviously tackling wasn't my cup of tea that was my best trait but it was certainly one of his but everything else he had in the game was yeah unbelievable and yeah it was just an exciting time growing up watching those halfbacks. Mm, talking about your I suppose relishing your your dream that you said you had to play on or can you remember your uh, your debut fondly? Yeah, I can. Where it was at and who it was against? Yeah, I, I, I don't really remember. You know, I hear a lot of stories that people know when they got told and, and all those kind of things. I don't remember really the week leading up to it. Um, but we had a few halfbacks back then when I played. There was uh, Dean Byrne, um, Brett Furman was around, um, Kieran Kerr was involved. Yep. So we had a few halfbacks sort of floating around there. And um, Brownie took me down. We played at Canberra. Um, and I was in the, the squad of 19 or 20 or whatever it is. Um, and then it was the morning of the game that uh, Brownie said to me that you, you're going to play um, tonight against Canberra. Um, you're going to come off the bench and you're probably going to play hooker. And as I just said before, tackling wasn't really my uh, <laughs> number one play. And I hadn't played hooker really before. Yeah. But um, Brownie coached me in flag, obviously. So I used to play halfback. And then when he wanted to speed up the game, I'd move to hooker. And we'd play without a halfback. So I think he sort of had that up his sleeve that um, I could go out there and speed the game up and get out of dummy half and, and be nippy and that kind of thing. But yeah, I remember it was, um, I've never played or trained in any rain like it was in Canberra. It was pouring down rain. Um, I sat in on the bench and I think I got on with maybe 20 or 25 to go. Um, played hooker and um, yeah, we got beat. So. sitting there all, all night in your, yeah. first, <laughs> your yeah. first game. Ridiculous. So, but... I remember it. I didn't play the next week. Went back to reserve grade the next week. I think I got five or six games that year um, in first grade. And um, and then the next year was, was pretty good. So, um, yeah, I remember it. Canberra lost and uh, freezing and pouring rain. Have you played hooker since? Uh, no. Oh, my last game, actually, when I, yeah, when right. I came back to the club under Wayne Bennett. Yeah, I remember uh, played at Gold Coast. Um, obviously, Benny Hornby and Jamie Sauer were in the halves. So, Wayne used to do the similar thing. Uh, bring me off the bench to, to speed the game up a little bit. So that was my last game at Hooker too. So, yeah, it's first and last. How oh, romantic. You must have, you, obviously, you played with some fair players, obviously starting at the Dragons and you went to the Tigers and overseas. But you got any, uh, some of your favourite players that you got to play with and you really looked forward to playing yeah, the, on that side? Well, I think that, you know, obviously the, the Dragons, the team I come into there, I think that in the starting team, there was probably only me and maybe two others that didn't play rep footy. Like, so it was ridiculous the talent that we had in that team obviously got to play alongside you Timo um you know 
Trent Barrett, Mark Gaznia, Matt Cooper, Luke Bailey, Jason Riles. Like every one of those players are Played, really. Australian reps. Yeah. So um, I couldn't single anyone out um, that definitely were my favourite because they all were. Um, then obviously I went to the Tigers and I played with Benji Marshall and Robbie Farrah who were superstars of the game at that time. Um, Tim Sheens was the coach. He's done a lot of great things in the game. Uh, went to England and played with some pretty good players over there. Lee Radford, who was my captain, he now coaches Hull FC, who just won the Challenge Cup on, on the weekend. So um, played with some wonderful players. Couldn't single anyone out that, you know, was yeah, was probably the number one. one but, <laughs> you know, you're standing, you're standing next to me pointing at was, yourself saying yeah, that you were. So. I was hoping you were going to say yeah. that. Yeah. Timo's well, throwing hand grenades. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Mate, the, some of the most memorable games that I played with Timo was when you were at 5'8 alongside me. So I just we, gave Baz a, a massive rap on him. Funny played his ego. He was the best 5'8. We had a good record, actually, me and Hetty at yeah. the halves. And I think we were about to nearly ask one of the questions. I think we were about to talk about some of them um, important games that we played. But I remember a game against Brisbane. We played up there. We would call it pretty much a... We had nearly a reserve grade side in. There was a lot of the players were out and Hetty... Hetty played half and stepped up to the plate, and mate, it was probably one of the best wins I got to play in. And Hetty, uh, there was another game, uh, obviously well known for the Anzac Day game, which is special on I think any Dragon players' calendar to play in that game. And I was lucky enough to play in it, and you kicked a goal, I think, nearly from the sideline or right on the sideline to uh, to get us home. So a couple of them, a couple of them big games must be pretty memorable for you. Yeah, well, the the, the Brisbane game, just to touch on that quickly, that was two thousand and three. Um, we couldn't make the eight and was the final game um, and that was my first year of first grade so that probably was you know as I said maybe five or six games that year so that was um, Brisbane had everything to play for and we Piggy Riddell kicked the, the goal from the sideline um, and then as you said there was probably 10 or 11 of us that went back to Mick Potter's reserve grade game yeah. the next week to play in the semi-final so yeah that was Unbelievable, and that's what I just thought first grade was about. Suncorp staying Friday night against the Bronx. Wow. They were at full strength. Yeah. The Bronx. Yeah, so that was, you know, playing against Darren Lockyer and Webke and Simon Seaver and those kind of, kind of guys was unbelievable. But, yeah, the Anzac Day game, that was, well, obviously for the St. George Illawarra and the Roosters, it's, you know, I know there's a couple of teams, more teams that have come on the, the radar, the calendar now to play in that day. But, yeah, that's a ridiculously special day. It's, it, you know, it doesn't matter where the teams are coming. Um, I think maybe Timo, me, you, and uh, Youngie might have been put under the pump the week leading into that game. If we didn't perform, there might yeah, have been yeah. a couple of consequences that might from have been right. from yeah. uh, a, just a little form. Yeah, slump, I think. yeah. Well, I think we were one from five or something yeah. going into that game, and um, yeah, obviously, yeah, it was a great day. Coop scored a try on the sideline, and um, yeah, I got to kick the goal from the sideline, which won us the game, and then. Um, yeah, it was a, a great day. Obviously, when Anzac Day comes around, I, you know they flash that up all the time. So it's a memory that you know I never I never got to an NRL grand final. I never played rep footy, but um, yeah, if I was going to do something on a pretty good day, it sort of worked out pretty well. Yeah, that was sort of like the start of it with these clashes. That I think over the years they've all gone near pretty close. There's always been only one or two points in it. And that was probably sort of the beginning of of all that with our Anzac Day. Like we won. Yeah, with your kicks, uh, I think it sort of set a pretty good precedent moving forward with the the uh, Anzac Day games, and we've seen some classics over the years. So, yeah, it must have been huge for you. Yeah, well, the the, the year before, I played in it, and Freddie Fitler um, did a forty meter run and stepped two of us, and then stepped Benny Hornby to to score next to the post, and they beat us by two that game. And then the Are next you year, Benny? yeah, and then the next year, well, he told me to throw that up. So. <laughs> uh, 
because you'll get plenty of raps later on. But yeah, it was it's a wonderful day. As I said, to yeah, just to pinch myself with the blokes I played with and then played against. It's uh, and then you throw in the the special moment of Anzac Day. It's great. Another special moment, mate. Two thousand and four Player of the Year at the Dragons. What did that mean to you, considering the cattle that you were playing with at the time? Yeah, it was it was unbelievable. I I, I remember um, I played. It was the sevens tournament that year um brownie gave me a run in that sevens tournament and I, I i didn't go too bad in it then round one i played reserve grade and brett Furman um got dropped for round two and brownie took me up and we played against the uh the warriors over there and um from then on i, I stayed in first grade for that whole year and um yeah to to get to the end of the season we had one of the most memorable um moments at the end of that year we we we, we finished fifth uh, we got beat by Penrith by one point on a Friday night. Uh, we went to recovery Saturday morning. Brownie said, go and have a few beers that day. Um, and get yourselves ready for next week. Next week didn't come. Uh, we got bundled out. So that was real disappointing. And um, yeah, and then to go into uh, the presentation and I, you know, I played, as I said before, there, there would have been at least 10 guys in that team that played rep footy. If not Australia, they played New South Wales. Um, and to get awarded that medal was yeah ridiculous like so special um yeah and then you you know you look with the the club only being from 1999 um there's only been x amount of people that win that award so to be in that it was yeah and then you look at the names that are uh, on that trophy it's yeah it's something i still pinch myself with and yeah i feel very special and honored to um to play for the club and then to get that award was great yeah and unfortunately i suppose in the primary career when you're starting to really fire you're talking about not playing rep footy, but I thought you were probably pretty close. And then obviously you had this serious knee injury that you probably not struggled to come back from, but you had trouble, I think, coming back from it. And then obviously to try and get over that injury must have been pretty tough and it probably cut short your career a little bit. I suppose I know how you feel a little bit with the knee, but yeah, I, I thought you were right in your prime. And I think uh, without that injury, you might have gone on and hopefully played rep footy, but that must have been pretty tough to handle that knee operation and then not sort of come back to I suppose the form that you probably would have liked yeah it was a it was it was pretty tough to to get over and to cope with it was 2005 when I I'd kicked the goal on Anzac Day and the team was starting to fire and I did it uh probably eight weeks after that that day and then you know you boys went on that beautiful run in the final series and looked like the 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 competition was there for us to win it um and obviously you know you don't want to bring up bad memories with the Tigers but um, it was a great year that I really thought was the year there for us to win it and to, to sit on the sidelines and, and watch it. It was tough to take, but then, you know, you've got to get through your pre-season and get your knee right. And it just never, I, I always had troubles with it. I could never get it 100% right. It always felt loose. Um, had a few more operations and um, probably had one which, in hindsight, I wish I never had um, because that really did cut my, my, my career short. Um, to retire at 28, it's certainly not, what you want to do but mm. um it's just one of them things and i suppose that you know i got some pretty good memories that we've just spoken about and i always i probably had more of a dream of wanting to coach than i probably did as a player I, I i really like was grateful for everything i got to do as a player and that but i really had a desire that i really wanted to coach and and got a kick out of you know that year with brownie sitting alongside him and trying to learn a lot of things and then you get coached by tim sheens and Wayne Bennett and Peter Sharp in England so I've had some pretty good coaches that you know I, 
as hard as it is to get over the knee and to retire that early, I always had the dream to then get into coaching. So it's it's probably been a blessing in a way that um, I got to probably do my apprenticeship as a coach at different clubs at an early age when I still was, you know, could do some things. And um, so, yeah, I, I could never, you know, be too disappointed in yeah. what's happened. Tell us about your journey into coaching, mate, because obviously you were doing greenkeeping, I think, yep. after, straight after you finished playing. Yep. Leaders, talk, us, talk us through the journey into coaching because there's a few junior teams there at the Tigers, wasn't there? Yep. So obviously um, I retired and Wayne was uh, the coach in 2009. Um, I went back and captain coached uh, Dapdo in 2010 which you know was a, a complete fail like I, I couldn't really play and you know when you, you can't play and trying to tell people what to do and things like that so that that was disappointing but Wayne kept me sort of involved with the Dragons and I did the kicking in that year um, so that was really good I went and did uh, two years at Illawarra Sports High and did some coaching the, the young kids um, and now I'm starting to coach them kind of guys now blocker and, and them type of guys uh, went into yeah, green keeping. Um, so that was real good to have something on the side and that I can always fall back on um, an, an interest outside of football, which I really enjoyed. Um, the coaching, I, I went and um, was assistant coach at Cronulla Sharks reserve grade for two years. Um, and we used to get Melbourne Storms players. Cronulla and Melbourne were aligned then. So we used to get those type of players coming back. Will Chambers, Tahu Harris, those kind of guys. So I got experience Melbourne's culture to a degree of because when they come they could have been kicking stones or whatever but they really wanted to rip in so I did two years there and we made the finals both years there um, and then I was lucky enough to get a, a head coaching job at Balmain Tigers SG Ball um, they'd just won the comp the year before I got there with Luke Brooks and Mitchell Moses um, so I sort of went into a, a job that wasn't going to be um, was going to be a very tough job to yeah. do um, and then that was up against Dean Young had the Steelers team. Benny Hornby had the St. George Dragons team. Mark Riddell had the Roosters. So there was plenty of us kind of guys involved in the SG Ball comp. Um, and we were lucky enough to win the, the competition. So we went back-to-back -back that year. Um, won the national final as well. Um, did two more years with Balmain, making the finals both years. And then obviously was lucky enough to come back and coach the 20s last year. And um, now we're seeing some success from those young guys that I've coached that play in first grade. So... Yeah, well, you've done. That's just going back to your retirement a little bit, it sounds like you've kept yourself pretty busy, which is good. A lot of players seem to, I suppose, struggle a little bit with the retirement, missing footy, not having something to go into. But how did you go with the retirement? Obviously, you just told us a little bit then about yep. your greenkeeping and coaching and that like that. But did you find it tough at all or you sort of feel a bit lost from rugby league when you were, when you were done? Well, I think it... Well, it's a lot like, you know, you hear the older guys that retire from any sport is that they can't handle the training anymore and that's when they know that enough's enough and I, I was my knee was done and dusted I couldn't go through another pre-season and try and play so I, I sort of knew uh, when I come back in 2009 the, the sort of offer Wayne Bennett gave me was to sort of come back home and try and learn a lot of coaching kind of stuff have another crack at it um, so I sort of I was okay with retiring um, because I always as I said I had that desire and dream that I wanted to get into coaching so I think a lot of guys that do struggle with retirement is that they retire and have nothing and they don't know what to do and they don't plan for it. And sometimes it does, you know, come at, you know, a real quick time. So I can't say that everyone should have a... But if you've got something that you really dream and you're passionate about to go into, I think you can find it a little bit easier, you know? Like, and coaching was it for me. And I've, I've been away from the game for, you know, six years to to go and learn at different clubs to learn how you do things as a coach and I, I definitely don't 
know it all and I'm learning a lot more as the years go on. But um, I've been away. I've learnt how to coach, where to coach, what to do. And the greenkeeping certainly helped. I, I sort of fell into that and um, that was that was a great job. Greenkeeping, you're still looking for any part-time workers, mate. I'm struggling with me, <laughs> no, I'm struggling with me oh, lawn. With your lawn. Me lawn. It's, yeah. not, it's not real green and it's not growing at the moment. So I'm after a guru. If you're looking for uh, still any part-time work, yeah, well, you just twenty bucks an hour. You've just got to know that the grass don't grow in winter. So, um, but apart from that, I don't really know anything, Timo. I was just get on. How'd you learn all them big words? Well, I, I can't even read I didn't. them. I didn't. All I like just the used to sit on. I used that. to just sit on the uh, the tractor and just roll around the field. I, I worked at uh, Sydney FC's field, and I used to just like hide behind trees and just watch Sydney FC train and that. And Graham Arnold, was, Graham Arnold was my goal kicking coach when I in the early 2000s so I used to just always go and talk to him and tell the boss that I'm just trying to you know clear some things <laughs> off and clear that, a so. bunker yeah <laughs> uh, that's, that's a good note to leave it on <laughs> had his uh, ability to dodge work yeah. when it, when it comes yeah. <laughs> Hedy thanks for joining us mate really appreciate it and uh, yeah after the break we'll wrap it up thanks Hedy cheers guys the new player in town. What? A Dragon's credit card from St George. Um, looks great in the red V kit. And now you can get 10% off for the Dragon's team store with it. Really? What's your go-to meal at the footy? Um, well now you can use a Dragon's credit card to buy it. Nice seats here Kurt. Yeah they're alright eh? But you can upgrade by showing your Dragon's credit card at the gate pre-game. Oh, sign me up then. Welcome back to Off The Record and a big thank you to Matthew Head for joining us today. Sean Timmons is off uh, as of now as well, so it's just me for the final few minutes here. Uh, But I'll run you through the details for this weekend's game uh, as is. The Dragons obviously will play at ANZ Stadium against the Bulldogs for members' appreciation round. I've got the Bulldogs team here quickly, which I'll rattle off for you. At fullback, Will Hopawati. On the wings, Chase Stanley and Marcelo Montoya. In the centres, Josh Morris and Brenko Lee. At 5'8", Matt Frawley and Moses Mabai, or sorry, halfback Moses Mabai. In the front row, Aidan Tolman, Michael Leisha, and James Graham. In the back row, Josh Jackson, Adam Elliott, and David Klemmer. On the bench, Sam Cassiano, Raymond Fatala Mariner, Denny Falalo, and Francis Tuolayo. And on the reserves list, Reese Martin, Josh Reynolds, Andy Saunders, and Carrot Holland. Now, obviously, Josh Reynolds is a big inclusion there in the reserves list for the Bulldogs. Uh, and the main game will be uh, preceded by the NYC game, which will kick off at 1.45. The Dragons obviously got a huge win last weekend against Penrith, and that keeps them in the top four. And a win, in, a win is essentially necessary to keep them up there. So that's uh, a pretty important game for the young Dragons this weekend as well. As for Illawarra, they're into the final series. Uh, they got a thrilling 28 draw last week against the Bulldogs, funny enough, uh, to keep them in the top eight. And as of next Sunday, they will play at UOW Jubilee Oval. Cogra, a bit of a home game in, though they came eighth, uh, against the Mounties, which is a grand final rematch from last year's Intrust Super Premiership. Anyway, let me take a breath. That's it for this week's Off the Record. Thank you heaps for joining us and uh, tune in next week. Cheers. The fire is born in our blood. We, the descendants of dragons, the passion runs deep. We ride every collision, every try, every moment together. This is jubilation. Where there is tradition, there is history. Where there is heritage, there is pride. The belonging, the connection, the commitment. Be in that number. 
much with us in 2017.